Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. It is uh, it is definitely uh, a busy morning already <laughs> at 5.45 a.m. We're all running around getting ready for work and school and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think the technical term is uh, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> so, all right. A few days ago, I talked to you about why I thought that dads and moms are salespeople. And I want to revisit that because I think that it's actually important. There's a, a great article that I read, and I want to make some points about some of the things that if you understand the concept and why it applies, I think it might help. So let me read a little bit here. It says, surveys indicate that any, uh, that if anything can warm a CEO's heart, it is innovation. They need to remain competitive and to build their businesses. Thus, as a salesman or a salesperson, you must be an innovation alchemist. As the complexity and cost of doing business increases, senior executives often become directly involved in purchasing decisions. So anybody that has uh, ever been an entrepreneur knows that you're pretty much hands-on with everything. Uh, and that's from the coffee paper, you know, like the the what goes in the Xerox or the printer versus the toilet paper and whether or not you're picking it up at Costco. And we all know this, okay? But obviously the larger the organization, they're not really getting involved in the toilet paper unless they're in charge of supply, right? So, all right, here's a quote. What you are really selling and what the customer is really buying is expertise and your ability to apply it in new ways to improve the customer's results. Studies show that nearly 38% of top executives think of salespeople as colleagues and expect them to develop innovative concepts on their behalf. And then in order to do so, you need to become adept at the five following procedures. All right, so this is where I'm going to break things out a little bit with respect to creativity and being innovative and solution oriented when you're a dad or a mom and helping your kids think this way. All right. Don't letting your kids get stuck in a rut where they're only taking in information, soaking it in and not chewing it up, spitting out the bones, spitting out the gristle and only getting the good nutrients that they need. Right. So number one, Know when and where to provide your innovation expertise. Expertise? Are we giving quiche for breakfast? I don't think so. I'm not making it. Sometimes doing so is inappropriate. All right. Biggest thing for me when, when I'm speaking with a customer is I'm looking at what is their need and what do they want. And sometimes somebody will come and say, we want to do this. And I will say, okay, great what's your space, what's your budget, what it, what are what parameters are you looking for, do you want it to have this additional feature, do you want it to provide these additional benefits, what's most important, and I'm, I'm going through, uh, shall we say, an internal checklist of what's going on with that customer, okay, so, but the idea is listen first to what's going on, then the other thing is that for me, my value or my values tell me that my solution needs to be within things that I am willing and able to do legally and ethically. Okay. So someone says, well, can I get an additional discount? 
if my boss has said, no, I'm not trying to skirt around that, right? I'm going to be very front forward. I'm going to say, look, this is the value we're providing. These are why we're doing it. This is how the solution solves your problem. And this is what you're getting with it. If that's not important to the customer, you probably are going to have problems with that customer later on down the road anyways, but your values need to guide your response. So when you're dealing with your kids and there's something going on at school with the doctor, with their friends, with, you know, their job, maybe they're young enough to be, uh, to have a, a part-time job after school, maybe on their sports team. If there's something that you as dad and mom have been teaching your kids and the value you're bringing to them and what you're trying to instill in them to grow and to become the people that you know they can be, they have to also see that operational in you and in your response to people in situations. Number two, alert your customers to market and regulatory trends and other factors that may affect their businesses. Okay. So remember something. You are your best customer. That means you need to stay informed on what's going on. When the teachers union went to the Department of Justice and said, parents are to be considered domestic terrorists because they were challenging teachers and school boards for the classes or in the classes for everything that was being taught on Zoom during lockdown. And we discovered all of a sudden all of the malfeasance and all the terrible stuff that they were teaching to our kids. Hey, all of a sudden parents woke up. And when parents woke up, politicians woke up. So you have to be your own best customer because if they're allowing things in the classroom that do not line up with your values, you have to say something. And not only do you have to say something, you can't back down. You have to call them out for grooming and for the other things that they've been doing that hurt kids because those kids are your kids. They're not some random, oh, this person. No, this is your flesh and blood, right? These are the kids that you have your name on and that's important. Number three, stay on the lookout for novel applications. All right. So create ideas within your value structure. And uh, this was really cool. I had a lady who I happened to meet at a grocery store and we're just talking about our kids and whatnot. And she sent me a, uh, a website called hands-on learning and experience based play. I thought that was pretty interesting. And the idea is that um, younger kids in particular have an opportunity to learn how to uh, use their hands. They're getting actual experience. Uh, we had something like that when we were living in uh, New Hampshire. And um, there was a museum that the kids went to where it was... Um, they had, they could make bubbles, they could play with air, they could play with steam, they could play with creating fog with dry ice. I mean, it's just all kinds of different things that the kids could do. And then on top of that, there was a nature museum so that they could see male and female birds, male and female animals, and how they were raising their young. I mean, it was just, it was all fact-based, it was all nature-based, and that was just really cool. And so then they were taught, they would have people that were in the museum and they would talk about different things as you were going, as you were going around. I, it was just awesome. You know, they had mechanical tools and 
a variety of machinery and different things that people could see. It was just awesome. You see the gears and the sprockets and the belts and pulleys and all of that. So, all right. Number four, discover and point out your customer's need before they express or even identify them themselves. For leadership development and training, I created a coaching methodology called Real Conversations, R-E-A-L, stands for Reality, Expectation, Adversity, and Looking Forward. The idea is that it is people-centric versus money numbers and metric-centric. When you use something like GROW, G-R-O-W, if you as a manager are money number of metrics oriented first and foremost then that's always how you're starting out your meetings and yes there are times when a meeting is appropriate to start out that way but if you are trying to drive employee engagement rather than getting reporting or analytics then to get employee engagement start out with the person first then shift the money number and metrics and the reason for that is because their reality that's why r is first their reality is what they are bringing to the table, what they are bringing to the job, the in different influences, the different temptations, the different problems that they have and how it affects their performance. So by getting to know them better, you're able to tease that stuff out and maybe even help them, okay? You create stress or you reduce stress on the job. You create obstacles or you reduce obstacles. So the L is the looking forward part. Okay, the people don't necessarily know the adversity that they're facing, although they might bring up a bunch of excuses, but there are, are there are excuses and then there are explanations. And with explanations, you expect a solution. So, oh, I couldn't do it because X. Okay, well, that's an excuse. We couldn't do it because X. However, these are the things that we want to do to overcome that so we can move forward or move past it or whatever. Now, they might or might not see that adversity, but the looking forward part is where you as dad and mom have to help your kids see what's coming down the road, okay? That helps them to identify levels of maturity in the future that they can acquire and how they can grow up and be more responsible, have earned more trust, and be able to do more things coming along and every one of your kids is going to be different and interacting between you and dad and mom that's going to be different also because you guys are different personalities you're different temperaments and styles that's okay it's simply put that you you now have a different way of communicating okay and then helping your customer or your family member see a solution differently and the last thing is this don't be afraid to try new things experiment okay so <clears throat> You can grow, grow, yeah, you can go <laughs> into your freezer and you can get a, a beef patty. And for vegans and vegetarians, I do apologize intensely for the following explanation. Uh, but my name is Phil Lauer and I approve this message. So you go into the freezer, you grab a frozen burger, okay? Ground cow, beef, meat, all right? You throw it in a skillet, you start heating it up. Eh. Or you get some gloves and a pack of fresh 
ground meat from your butcher shop. Never been frozen. Fresh ground meat. You season it up. So you 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 add your seasonings directly to the meat. You form your own patties. You learn how to make the perfect burger. And when you, I mean, you're, you're balling it up and then you're forming it, you're putting a dimple, in, you're setting that on the skillet or the grill. Okay. The perfect burger. Try something small and experiment. Okay. Yes, it's more expensive. I understand that. It's an example. All right. Um, the, ultimately, creation, creativity, innovation always solves problems. Always. The issue is how you deal with your anxiety and your fear in order to come up with a creative solution. All right. My first book, Dad Quote of the Day, uh, Wit and Wisdom of a Strong Coffee Drinking Dad. That first book was written and published during our worst family situation ever. But it became an expression of how I was going to overcome the different anxiety and fear that I've been dealing with. Okay. I needed to come up with a creative solution. That book happened to be one step along a very long road that helped me to do it. Genesis 1, 1, 2, 3, and 4. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the face, over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. All right? Problem, everything is dark, formless, void. Solution, creation. And even the word Genesis means the start or the beginning, right? Okay. So, hope you like this. Hope it brings some value to you. Let me bless you and send you on your way. Father, for all the dads and the moms and the kids that watch and listen to these podcasts, thank you. Now, Lord, I ask that you would bless them, give them witty inventions, creation and creativity, innovation, new ways of doing things, new ways of seeing things, new ways of thinking about things. Help them unify and strengthen their family, for the family is the single most important unit in every one of our communities and in every one of our countries. And with a strong dad and mom, there's nothing we can't accomplish for all the single dads and the single moms. I know you have been through great struggle. I get it. I ask that God would bless you with strength and grace so that you can do everything you need to do for your kids. In Jesus' name, amen. Be well, take care, and we'll catch you again. Bye-bye.